Welcome back to the past. This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Hey, guys. Just out of curiosity, is it ever going to be anyone else? Because you always say, join today. Do you have another co-host that we haven't met yet? I don't know. Maybe we'll have some special hosts on at some point that we have Ooh. to mention. I look forward to that. That sounds interesting. Just- just a quick reminder, if you have a topic you'd like to hear, I'd like to remind everyone you can submit them via our website, datingourselvespodcast.com, or email us at datingourselvespodcast at aol.com. We've we got also mail. Wonder... Sorry. Yes, we do have mail. We also <laughs> want to remind people to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn Radio, and essentially wherever you can find podcasts. That way you won't miss out on any of the action. This is a special episode. We're going to name our winners for the Paper Blossoms by Mikkel giveaway. Then followed up, now that the holidays are over, by breaking down our favorite non-traditional Christmas songs that got us through the holiday season. Uh, Some of you may recognize this as our holiday special, previously only available to people who submitted topics via the website, but in the spirit of the season that I can't wait to get the hell out of, we've decided to share it with you. But first, Brian, why don't you tell us what you've been up to this week? Yeah, so um, this last week, um, I guess I should start, a few months ago was my birthday. Um, Congratulations. Big, yeah, yeah, the big 3-1, <laughs> yeah, big exciting Woo! one. Um, so my wife... So sur- old now. I know, I know, ancient, <laughs> like, a, you know, not too old though, you know, for an oak tree, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, so my wife surprised me with uh, tickets to New Orleans. So we got to go down to uh, the Big Easy and uh, eat some great food and listen to some live jazz music in the streets. And uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really awesome. The good news was that uh, because they're so old or Brian's so old, his uh, meals were at 4 p.m. So they were able to enjoy the rest of the night in the hotel room, (laughs) which is actually like 3 p.m. Central Time. I mean, it was (laughs) right. I had to get used to all that. Um, (laughs) So did you come back with your liver or did you leave it there? Um, It's it's for the most part intact. Um, It's definitely had its uh, its, um, you know, work cut out for it. But uh but yeah, we spend most of the time, you know, eating really good food, the po'boys and gumbo, and mm. uh, and sitting in some of the jazz bars and stuff like that. Um, we also had the um, distinct, unique privilege of uh, being on Bourbon Street the night that the Saints lost in the playoffs to uh, to the Vikings. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure that was like the anti Mardi Gras. <laughs> same exact results. Yeah, just yeah, a lot was, different. Everyone was taking my beads. It was really weird. Like uh... <laughs> you're supposed to give them. It's rude otherwise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no joke though. We actually saw a guy that was dressed in a in a giant alligator costume and he uh called himself the master gator um, oh gosh <laughs> and he had a big hat and he was giving hugs to everybody so um, maybe, what could maybe... be better than the master gator <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh god oh we might get sued for that one <laughs> so uh on top of all of that i've heard through the uh through the grapevine brian that you had an extra special uh christmas gift that you got to cash in on while you were in new orleans as well i did i did yeah so for my birthday my wife got me tickets to new orleans and to add a little cherry on top of the sunday 
uh, for Christmas, she got me three laps at the NOLA Speedway uh, in a Lamborghini Huracan. Uh, so that was really nice. amazing. I got to go around the track there um, with a certified instructor. Uh, they gave us a course beforehand, so I got to learn some of the uh, ins and outs of uh, driving a mid-engined vehicle. Um, it was uh, it was pretty awesome. Um, Brian uh, Brian took that uh, pedal to the metal and was uh, driving a whopping 35 miles per hour around the track. <laughs> no, I was going at least with, like... With his left-hand blinker on. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I was going like 120 or 130, but my blinker was on the whole time. <laughs> um, so, so was it an automatic, or did it have a millennial anti-theft device known as a stick shift? <laughs> um, well, the car is made with a paddle shifter, so it's a behind-the-steering-wheel... Uh, shifting device um, but because we were going fairly fast especially for my old eyes to keep up um, <laughs> they uh, they just had it in automatic mode so that way um, we had less things to to distract ourselves with but uh, it was really incredible I would really recommend to anyone um, to check it out it was called extreme experience um, no ease on the beginning of either of those words um, they're, <laughs> they're, they're based in uh, in New Orleans, um, but they do a touring show as well, and you can rent out. You know, they have Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsches, all that fun stuff. Um, would really recommend checking it out. They've not paid me to say this at all or anything like that. It was just a really memorable experience, and uh, in my old age and my recollection of X Files episodes, um, <laughs> having these easy <laughs> memories to grasp onto is is really valuable. <laughs> the, the best part about being as old as Brian is now. If any of you ever decide to go to New Orleans one day, you can talk with him about it, and he'll be just as surprised as when he went there for the first time about everything that's there. <laughs> what? You can do that there? That's amazing. Did you get to wear the Stig helmet? I did. Yep, I got the Stig helmet. Um, it was it was cool. It's really hard to get into the car, though. I have a pretty big head to begin with, <laughs> and the car is about you know six or seven inch clearance above the pavement. Uh, so it was. Uh, it was a very awkward situation to get into the vehicle, but once you're in there, man, it's unbelievable. Um, like the car, literally, just wherever you look, if your hands are on the steering wheel and you turn your head, the car basically goes that direction too, because it's so tuned in to uh, to be that responsive. Uh, it That's really amazing. was. It really was. Um, I was really surprised that I didn't wet myself. Um, but uh, <laughs> I suppose next time I'm in New Orleans, that's something for uh, for that trip. So, um, there yeah, go. it was a really fantastic trip. Uh, and I hope that we get to share some of uh, Paul and Adam's upcoming trips um, as well on the show. But now that we've kind of... Nope, just you. You're that's the right. Boy. That's right. <laughs> so now that we've uh, thoroughly embarrassed me and made fun of how old I am, um, we want to give back to you you guys our listeners um those folks that were able to uh provide us an awesome review with kind words on itunes uh this is our way of thanking you for that so um we're about ready to select our winners there's going to be three winners so paul is actually going to reach into this new kind of fancy space age hopper that we have uh and tell us who those three winners are paul May I have some traveling music, please? And the first winner is Mike A. Mike A. All right. Woo! Thank you, Mike A. Way to go, Mike A. 
All right. Let me reach down far into the hopper again. By that, I mean push the random button. <laughs> oh, man. Let people behind <laughs> that the... <laughs> veil of mystery. <laughs> I know. Seriously. The mystery and is gone. winner number two is Jamie L. Jamie L. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. And winner number three. Hang on. I got to hold the shift while I click. <laughs> Winner number three, Kelly W. Yay! Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Kelly. All You're right. the best. All of Mike you are the best. A, Jamie L, Kelly W. Thank you so much. Uh, thank everybody, you know, for, for all your support. Um, but you guys are going to be sent an email shortly, and Adam's going to kind of talk to you about what that all looks like. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, like Brian said, we'll be reaching out to the winner shortly via either email uh well we will be sending you an email and we'll also be putting a message out on facebook for you uh to claim your prize and once again we would just love to reiterate how awesome the reviews were thank you guys so much you guys are awesome thanks for listening keep listening Little known fact, Adam will read anything from the teleprompter, and I apologize for capitalizing the E in email and throwing you off your game. <laughs> Sorry, I just, like, I get into the zone, man. At least he didn't put, like, a question mark or something in it. I thought about it. <laughs> I'm sure you would have. <laughs> well... Now we would ask you to enjoy some belated holiday cheer. We'll be re- we will be resuming next week with Episode 7 with our discussion on Cedar Point, Laffy Taffy, and MTV's Total Request Live. All right. yep. Thanks, guys. See you next week. Welcome back to the This is Dating Ourselves, the podcast that talks everything 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. I'm your host, Adam, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian and Paul. Howdy. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. really shouldn't insult our listeners like that. Some of them are nice people. Oh, I'm not insulting them. This is a special gift for our most special listeners, regardless if they're on the naughty or the nice list. Yep, if you're listening to this, it means we love you a Merry Christmas. It also means that you submitted an 80s, 90s, or early 2000s topic of your own through our website. We really value your input, and we hope to repay your awesomeness with this special episode, exclusive to only to people who shared their topic ideas with us. So sit back, sip on some eggnog, and bring out the figgy pudding in your favorite chair. We are here to share our top five off-the-wall holiday songs. So how this is going to work is each of us have prepared a list of either five songs that are um, less traditional holiday songs, the weirder the better, or they are traditional Christmas carols and things like that performed by unconventional people. Uh, so uh, without further ado, who would like to start? Um, I'll start, I guess. All right. Start with your number five, sir. I- I'm going to offer up my... Probably my worst suggestion, but eh, you know what it is, what it is. Uh, so the uh, the the first one I put on my list, and I, I picked this as a non-traditional song because it doesn't necessarily fall under a tradition, like an actual traditional uh, Christmas song, but I guess it's kind of become more of a traditional song since this. Uh, and that's All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey 
which debuted in November of 1994. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good song. It's catchy. Yeah. It's got... Yeah. It is. It, yeah. It was unique to the time because it was upbeat at a time when when you heard Christmas songs on the radio, most of them were like, you know, Bing Crosby or Elvis Presley or a group right. trying to sound like them and this was like <laughs> catchy and poppy and you get what I'm yeah. saying. It it was upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, and, and being a non, you know, kind of inventing her own Christmas song that ended up becoming a kind of traditional christmas song in the sense of like now you hear all the time during the holiday seasons uh kind of made it put you know on my list because of that reason that you know that it wasn't like a standard like a uh you know an actual christmas standard song um is why i liked it and like you said it's very upbeat it's catchy you know there's all that like choir stuff going on and just makes the sexy back in christmas Yes, there you go. I think it definitely started the uh, the trend, though, of just constant sleigh bells on quarter notes. Um, oh, yeah. I don't think that was necessarily yeah. a thing before Mariah Carey was like, let's, let's do that. Needs yeah, more I- sleigh bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Gotcha, gotcha. So my number five is, is one that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, in the most ironic way, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> it's a song by Ricky Martin that came out in 1999, and it's called I, 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 It's Christmas. Um, <laughs> I don't know if any of you are familiar with this song. Um, I am not. They, I don't think I've heard this one. I used to work at kind of a uh, like a interior designy type of retail store when I was in college for, for about a year. And um, during the holidays, they would have all these songs like this, like Santa Does the Mambo and uh, all, all that type of stuff. And so this song, uh, it's about Ricky Martin forgetting to buy his significant other anything for Christmas. He, like, forgot Christmas was coming. And so, I I I it's Christmas. Like, he's kind of panicking, right? But he also then later says, I could give you I I I. Um, so kind of a double entendre. Yes. Yes. A little double (laughs) entendre there. Although it's not like your wife's birthday, you know, Christmas comes every year on the same day and has your whole life. This isn't, you know, like an anniversary or something that has changed. (laughs) Although it does get a little awkward, um, towards the end of the chorus when he says, un paquito, ay, 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 makes me wonder... Is it a little? Is it a little cold wherever he's celebrating Christmas? You know, I don't know. Um, oh god! But anyway, that was a song that me and some coworkers we really found that entertaining. So, so that's my number five. Paul, how about you? My number five is "One Day After Christmas" by Da Youpers. Oh man, I haven't heard that in forever. So Da Youpers is a strictly Michigan thing. They're like a local house band. Uh, they've been around since the 70s. They do have um, six or seven albums. This was on one can short of the six pack. Now, now by ho- <laughs> now by house band, you mean like a, like a traditional like kind of folky like Northern Michigan, and not like everybody yes. dance now house band. Correct. Okay, <laughs> not not Marky Mark house band. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I mean them as like they're the type of band that shows up, and the person who booked the gig says, "Do you want a hundred bucks or do you want a drink for free?" <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. 
I'm guessing they usually choose the latter. <laughs> Probably. Definitely this group. Uh, they're based in uh, Ishpeming. They have uh, they run the Dayupers Tourist Trap, you know, big sign off the side of the highway trying to attract people. And they do live stage shows, weekly concerts, and have um, um, they sell their CDs and merch there. Awesome. Cool. So. The song was all about, um, it's the day after Christmas, the family's still here, everybody's annoyed. It's just, you know, kind of what, uh, what I remember, what Christmas reminds me of. It isn't, you know, Christmas is great. The day after, you just want the in-laws to leave. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) So, uh, Adam, how about your number four? Uh, my number four is Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. By Elmo and Patsy, which was released in 1979. You know, there wasn't any real particular reason. I just always loved this song growing up. It was. It, it is a good one I, for I, sure. I get. I guess it was because it was different than if anybody anybody that knows me may know, maybe not, but may know that I really cannot listen to a lot of Christmas music. Like I like it. <laughs> Uh-huh. But it gets so overplayed nowadays, like, you know, in the malls and on the radio and stuff like that. And growing up, I just heard it so much that now it's really hard for me to listen to traditional Christmas songs because I've heard them way too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that probably makes me like somewhat un-American or something like that, but I'm all right with that. I mean, it um, makes you kind of like a, kind of like a Scrooge McDuck, you know, so a little, little Scottish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, so... I, I just always liked it. I, I've always appreciated the humor of the song. Like, it's really funny. If you've never heard it before, it's the like the story of a grandma that was, uh, she was leaving leaving her house or going to her house uh, for some reason or another, and she apparently gets run over by a reindeer, and they're trying to figure out what happened. Uh, and it's just kind of a funny song. So I always appreciated it. It was funny, you know, to kind of break up the, the traditional, like your Bing Crosby's and Frank Sinatra's and stuff like that that you heard every year, which again sure. are great songs. I'm not saying that those are bad songs by any means. It's just you hear them so many times. It was kind of nice to hear something to break it up. Gotcha, gotcha. So my number four is um, a very traditional song done by a very untraditional group, and it is O Come All Ye Faithful by Twisted Sister on their uh, oh, 2000, no. their 2006 Twisted Christmas. Um, the song is literally, we're not going to take it, and mm-hmm. the words have been replaced with, oh, come all ye faithful. And it's amazing how well they fit together, because it starts off with the little, <laughs> the little drum beat, the <laughs> oh, come all ye faithful. Like it's, it's like literally the exact same it's, song. Uh, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> and, it, and then, of course, they have this amazing, like, super corny music video that goes along with it that's, like, them, like, all in their, like, 50s and 60s, still all in the same old 80s get-up they used to do at, like, a Christmas party, um, knocking over Christmas trees and stuff like that. But they have a whole album of Christmas music, but that one in particular stands out just because it's so it's so funny that it sounds so much like we're not going to take it. Um. <laughs> That's good. I like it. Paul? My number four is The Seasons Upon Us by the Dropkick Murphys. Ah, nice. 
Um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's very much like one day after Christmas, um, you know, Catholic family. It has everyone over. The music video was great. It has, you know, like even like the local priests there playing cards uh, at the after Christmas table. Um, and it actually, it, so it was a single on their 2013 album. And uh, it hit number nine on the Billboard charts, which I did Whoa, not know. Really? Until I looked it up. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's I did not expect it to trend. I don't ever remember hearing it on the radio. I don't either. Yeah, I, I definitely, I don't know if I've ever even heard the song before. So. Oh really? It's great. I, I've seen the, I've seen the music video, maybe, like maybe once, maybe twice, something like that. But uh, you were talking about that part with the priest playing cards. For some reason, that always reminds me of that scene from Beer Fest at the very beginning, yes. where the priest is playing <laughs> cor- playing quarters in the basement of the church before the funeral. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I always thought of those kind of interchangeably. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, Adam, how about your uh, your number three? My number three is uh, actually. So this one's kind of funny. Uh, I I didn't realize this was. Uh, this group until fairly recently, but there was a, there was a song that I always used to love growing up listening to, uh, during the Christmas time. And that was nothing for Christmas. You know, that mm-hmm. I'm getting nothing for Christmas. I had heard this version a couple of years ago and didn't realize this was by them. Reliant K oh, actually wow. did a cover in 2007 of that song. And I had heard it and I was trying to figure out for years who it was. And I actually just figured it out fairly recently, but, uh, you know, Re- Reliant K for those of you who don't remember Reliant K, they were from, uh, like the mid two thousands. They were kind of like part of that whole pop punk Scottish, Scottish type stuff. stuff. Yeah. Like they would have kind of been a lot uh, around the same time or kind of along the same lines as like all American rejects and, uh, bands like that. And, you know, it's just, just a catchy version of the song. And, of course, the song itself is really funny. I always loved it growing up. Um, if you've never heard it before, the kid is basically uh, talking about why he's not going to get any Christmas presents this year. And it's because of all the horrible stuff he did throughout the year <laughs> to his sister and his friends and his family and stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, putting a frog in his sister's bed and stuff like that. It's it's pretty funny. Put a tack on teacher's yes, chair. Yep, yep. 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 All right, Brian. Awesome. So my number three is uh, similar to yours, actually. It's uh, No Presents for Christmas by Kim Diamond. <laughs> uh, I, I'd say those are not very alike at all. <laughs> well, the, pre- the premise is similar about No Presents for Christmas. The, the tune, everything else about it is completely different. Um, for those not familiar... Uh, I, I'm a pretty big fan of King Diamond. He, uh, in the early to mid-80s, sang in a band known as Merciful Fate, super influential band for Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, all of those bands. And he was known for painting his face and being really into, like, singing openly about the occult and Satanism. And he left the band and started his uh, his own band called King Diamond, where he sang more about, like, ghost stories and stuff like that. Uh, but the very first thing they ever recorded in 1985 was this song called No Presents for Christmas. <laughs> and it starts with like the sleigh bells and it's like the tune of jingle bells. like a And then it switches to I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. The do, 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 do. 
Do 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 do. And then it goes nuts. It's 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 uh it's amazing. There's a lot of uh King Diamond is known for having a crazy wide range, a lot of falsetto register, and it's all and a lot of a lot of weird like vocal chord phrasings. Like it's not like major chords. It's like diminished minor chords and weird stuff like that. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh. As far as traditional Christmas, you know, standards go, it's it's pretty low on that list. So that's why I included it in uh in our off the wall list. Uh, Paul, how about you for number three? So mine was going to be Grandma got run over by a reindeer, but I have a solution on how to resolve this. It is now going to be Grandpa got run over by a beer truck by the <laughs> Youpers. <laughs> of course, the Youpers would write that song. <laughs> I it was a, that was originally my number three, and then I changed it to the original because I figured that it was goofy enough in its own right, and our listeners have probably heard that. But people outside of Michigan, yeah. slightly less esoteric. Yeah, so people yeah. have probably not heard <laughs> Grandpa got run over by a beer truck. Um, <laughs> I always wondered if it was a Labatt truck or if it was a Stroh's truck. That that's the real question. Oh, I think they say in the song, but I can't remember now. As long as it's not Milwaukee's best light. <laughs> In the UP, it could be. They're all Packers fans up there. Oh. Could be. Packer Backer Anthem, another song by the Ubers. <laughs> I think it'd be easier to go over a list of what songs haven't the Ubers written. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Grandpa got run over by a beer truck. He was coming out of Woody's Christmas Day. You know, it. It probably wasn't the impact that killed him, but she backed up and ran him over one more time. <laughs> That'll do it every time. Every time. Kind of, kind of reminds me of like a Bob and Tom song. Like oh, they <laughs> played it a lot on Bob and Tom. That would explain it. That would explain it. Actually, that I wonder. I that sounds really familiar. I bet that's on the Bob and Tom Christmas album I have, and I'm not joking about that. I actually have a Bob and Tom Christmas album. It's on um, the mix CD I made you in eighth grade. Oh, yes, 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 I do remember that. Uh, good old mixed CDs, dating ourselves again. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. We're so, we're so meta. <laughs> All right, so number two? Number two. Not not right now, not right now, Adam. We're recording a podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can, you can do it. your second song, though. Okay, That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll save that. <laughs> not <for> number two. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my number two favorite uh, Christmas song or off-the-wall Christmas song is by probably one of the best comedic artists of our generation, and that would be Mr. Weird Al Yankovic and his fantastic Christmas song from the album Bad Hair Day, the night Santa went crazy. This is excellent choice. This is excellent just, choice. And I, I see Paul Exquisite. laughing. <laughs> I might have stole uh, this from him, possibly. But uh, the night Santa went crazy is essentially a song about how Santa just gets fed up with doing uh, Christmas and quite literally goes crazy and basically commits uh, a mass murder up in the North Pole. It's a lot better of a song than it sounds like as I'm speaking of it. As I'm as I'm saying this out loud, I'm like, wow, why is this actually a good song? But it's actually pretty funny. The lyrics to it are absolutely hysterical. Y- you know, everything from Santa uh, shooting some of the reindeer with a flamethrower and taking a bite and saying it tastes just like chicken to uh, 
the the great uh, description of him when they're talking about him walking in with all the weapons on him and uh, yep. alcohol on his breath. <laughs> 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 yeah, not such a Christmassy song, but pretty funny regardless. Uh, the song itself was a, for the most part, a parody of Black Gold by Soul Asylum. Yep. And, oh, that makes a lot of sense. And then they kind of intermixed with it in um in some of the in some of it they intermixed uh, "Mama, I'm Coming Home" by Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 And uh, a little bit of "I Believe in Father Christmas," Greg Lake. Yeah. Um, it was a great, but it's hard to tell because he did such a great job putting it all together. And as he tells the story in the song, it transitions. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the most obvious, uh, references, uh, or the most obvious one to pick up though is probably Mama, I'm Coming Home. Uh, that by opening Ozzy. guitar riff. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, the acoustic just... guitar rift is almost identical to that opening guitar part from Mama, I'm Coming Home. Just to go on a quick tangent, I wish I would have included this on my list, but the other really great Weird Al Christmas song is Christmas at Ground Zero. I don't know if I'm stealing that from anybody, <laughs> but um, that's a fantastic song because that's a super, almost like a like a 50s sounding, like almost like Burl Ives type, very uh, have a holly jolly Christmas type thing, but it's all about preparing for a, a nuclear holocaust, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so uh... anyway... That's 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 a great one. But uh, <laughs> my number two um, is a song called "Reindeer and Games." It came out in two thousand three. It was recorded by a band uh, called Joust. Uh, oh, yeah. Joust is a uh, is a band from Grand Rapids, Michigan, our our hometown. Um, we went to high school with a couple of the guys that were in the band, and their keyboard player. Um, so the the band was kind of like a cross between like Weezer and Jimmy Eat World. Um, but it had like a lot of keyboard melodies and stuff like that. Um, and their keyboardist ended up going on to continue playing in a band called Still Remains, which is a kind of a uh, like a deathcore type band, but uh, metalcore type stuff. They but, actually um, they actually just toured again in uh, England for the first time in a few years. Really? Yeah, they just went out on a mini tour of England. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Um, so there's there's some fun lines in the song, um, but essentially the song itself is about um, like going on a date around like Christmas time. It's kind of like a magical like first date type thing. There's a whole part about it. Uh, you said you love the way it falls under Christmas lights. You know, talk about the snow and and sucking on some starlight mints. You smile red and white. So the little like after dinner mints. You smile red and white. It's kind of kind of cutesy, weasery, like adorable type stuff. So um, very very fun song. If you get a chance, they are on Spotify, uh, Joust. The album is What's Good is Happening. I would highly recommend checking it out. It's the only Christmas song on the album. The rest of it is like normal kind of uh, poppy indie rock stuff, but very cool stuff. Uh, Paul, what is your your runner-up? So my runner-up at first was The Night Santa Went Crazy, to which I quickly switched to Christmas at Ground Zero. Oh, no! (laughs) Therefore... You have forced me to go with Rusty Chevrolet, also by the Upers. Nice. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Rust and snow, the heaters broke, the door just blew away. This is a Dell Uper song that people might have actually heard. Um, it does get some radio playtime around Christmas. Uh, now, my number two is the Night Santa went crazy. I'm not changing it. Screw you hey, all. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry to steal that, Paul. Anything you like to add about it, Paul? Um, no, other than, um, I think it's, I think it's as, 
I struggle to consider it a parody because it's a it has parts from so many other songs as well as original that I, I struggle to say that it's a parody. I'm going to just say it's an original work and I think it was really well put together for what it is. I love songs that tell stories but don't feel like Lauren Green or Johnny Cash talking through the story. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I've always appreciated that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Makes the makes it uh you kind of connect with the song a lot more if there's a story that goes along with it speaking of holiday songs and talking through stories arlo guthrie's uh alice's restaurant i know it's for thanksgiving but it's still uh i remember the first time hearing that song like in in the car on the radio not knowing what it was and it's like wow it's still going. Like yeah. it's been like eighteen minutes, and it's still going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a long song. It's about the Vietnam War, I'm, right? I don't know to tell you. The I'm truth. Pr- I'm pretty uh, sure it is. the The full title of that song is Alice's Restaurant Massacre. So you know, Happy Holidays to that one. <laughs> I I didn't realize that. Yep. Wow. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, uh, before we get to our top ones, we didn't prepare anything for this, but I thought this might be kind of interesting. Is there any particular holiday slash Christmas song that just you just hate it? Oh, yeah. If you could just pick one, Paul, what is the, the Christmas song you hate the most? Christmas shoes. I cry every time. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That that's a that's a tough one. Sorry if you wanted me to say something humorous, but oh. I absolutely hate that song. <laughs> oh, that that is sad. Uh, Adam, do you have one that you absolutely despise? Anything by Kenny G. <laughs> <laughs> How do you not like Kenny G? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just I guess I listened to that uh, that album the Kenny G Christmas album so much as a kid because my parents would always play that like when we were decorating the trees and stuff like that, that it uh, just uh, eventually grew old on me. And then, gotcha. and then, and then we upgraded to uh, much more uh, standard Christmas music. Like this year we listened to uh, <laughs> while, while we were um, decorating the tree, we listened to, uh, Cherry Poppin' Daddies and uh, the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy and stuff like that. You, you know, because that's so Christmassy. Yeah, I mean, you're listening to it during the holidays. I guess that works. Yeah, any, um, any music you listen to during the holidays is technically holiday music, right? That's right, that's right. Ooh. Um, yeah, the, the one that, that I absolutely cannot stand is... Last Christmas by Wham. Really? Uh, it is the <laughs> worst. Um, there's literally Isn't nothing. Isn't that Wham in general? Well, they have some fun songs. I don't think they have any good songs, <laughs> but um, that particular song, there's nothing about it that's Christmassy other than Last Christmas He Gave His Heart Away. That's literally it. There's There's nothing else about, you know, the birth of Christ. There's nothing about candy canes and eggnog. There's nothing about snow. There's nothing about presents. Well, I guess there's, there's the one line about wrap, wrapping it up and scent it like his heart. But like, there's nothing that's about it. blatant consumerism. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's no Santa baby <laughs> references in it. Like, um, so I don't know that song. I know a lot of people love it, but to me, it's just like it's boring. 
It's four chords, and there's literally nothing about Christmas. Like, he could have said, you know, last, you know, Arbor Day, I gave you my heart, and the song would be exactly the same. You wouldn't have to change any of the lyrics. But that's how you make a hit. You need the four chords. That's true. It's true. It's proven. It's proven. Ask Paco Bell. He knows. Yeah. What about Taco Bell? <laughs> Ooh. Sounds right. Yokiro Paco Bell. Uh, I ran over the Taco Bell dog. Also a four-chord song. I thought you were going to say also a Youper's song, because that would have been just an icing on the cake there. <laughs> well, this is, this is a... You a, made me do this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a special podcast. So it's not part of canon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I got what you did there. Uh, anyway, uh, Adam, uh, we are to that special time. Do you have your number one off-the-wall holiday song ready? I do, um, and I don't know if I, I would necessarily call this like necessarily a super off-the-wall song, but it's one of my favorite, and it's not necessarily by a person that I think most people would have assumed would have done a Christmas song, and that is Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band. Uh, That's a pretty good version for sure. Uh, oh, I love that version. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, Especially the, I guess the only version I've ever heard of it is the live version. Yeah. And that's I've never only... seen the video that goes along with it, but I'm assuming Santa comes out on stage. I, I think uh, he does, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen the video. Because Bruce is like losing his mind, just like laughing the entire like yep. last four choruses. Yep. <laughs> yep. And, and, and for those of you who know me, uh, you probably know that Bruce Springsteen is one of my favorite artists of all time. Uh, I think I, the boss. I think I, oh, the boss. Yeah. Um, I have like every one of his albums, um, and like all the bonus material and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so anything by him, of course I'm going to like, but, uh, this one in particular is awesome because, uh, not only is it just a great classic Christmas song, but then, of course, you have Clarence Clemens just wailing on that saxophone during the song. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he also uh, does that part where, you know, Bruce will uh, kind of do a call and response in there where he says, uh, you know, you better be good for goodness sake. And then Clarence in that super deep bass voice of his goes, well, you better be good for goodness sake. Just so awesome. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one for sure. Awesome. What about you, so, Brian? So my number one is, um, it came out in 2008. It is a standard song done by um, by an untraditional ensemble. Uh, it is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. And the two main people that were part of that ensemble were Ronnie James Dio from um, Dio and Rainbow and Black Sabbath and Tony Iommi, um, also from Black Sabbath. The song is showcased in that Office Christmas Party movie. It's got the super heavy guitar riffs and then, you know, Dio comes in and all of his Dio glory, like, you know, God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Like, it's just so over-the-top amazing. And, yeah, uh, I wish more more metal artists would would do Christmas songs because they're they're <laughs> they're just fun. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Paul, what would be your number one? Well, I'm hoping to surprise you, but something tells me that you guys have heard this before. My number one is "Jingle Hell" <laughs> by Christopher Lee <laughs> from A Heavy Metal Christmas Two. <laughs> 
And that when I say Lee? Christopher Lee, I mean Christopher Lee as in Saruman from Lord of the Rings. Right, right. Wow. Not many people realize that he actually, like in his 90s, uh, recorded a metal album about one of his ancestors, which was uh, Charlemagne the Great. And yep. yeah, so holy he, crap, I didn't even know that. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, he has a whole like concept album that he wrote. I I think he recorded it when he was like ninety or ninety one years old. It's pretty sweet, yeah. huh? Um, but he had a. They did two Christmas albums: a heavy metal Christmas and a heavy metal Christmas two. But Jingle Hell is by far it was so many heavy metal Christmas two only had two songs on it. It had Jingle Hell and then it had uh, My Way, as in the I think it's Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra, Sinatra right? yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's uh, Christopher Lee doing My Way with the heavy metal backing. Um, That's awesome. Recommend I recommend both of them. It, it'll take 14 minutes of your time, and you'll never. Oh get my it gosh! <laughs> 14 minutes for two songs. Pretty close, I think. Wow, that's crazy. Considering most Christmas songs are about two, three minutes long, that's that's impressive. Definitely, definitely. I I did want to throw in one uh, one uh, I, I guess we'll call it a uh, runner up or a honorable an honorable mention. mention? Yes. Sure, sure. Um, and that is Christmas Sarajevo, uh, which is the oh the, yeah the um, Carol of the Bells performed by Trans Siberian Orchestra. That to me is probably one of the best Christmas songs I've ever heard. It's just the you know the the theme and the tune to it is amazing but then just that deep you know the rhythm guitar riff the dun 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 yeah it's just awesome i love it i agree i agree that that, yeah, that is awesome. totally agree well folks uh thanks for joining us on dating ourselves uh, we've really appreciated uh your support uh in providing topics um so hopefully you really enjoyed this little uh this Yuletide present that we have for you. And we hope that you continue to uh, submit topics and, uh, and keep checking out our content. And if you like what you heard, there's more to come. Check us out at datingourselvespodcast.com to learn more about us and the show. And check out our Contact Us page if you'd like to submit even more of your own nostalgic topics. You can also send us submissions at datingourselvespodcast at aol.com. You can also check us out on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash datingourselvespodcast. If you're on Instagram, you can find us there at datingourselvespodcast. And we also do Twitter now uh, at datedpodcast. We're still working on the MySpace. Not seriously, but it could happen. It could be a thing. Where's the Zanga coming in all this? Have we gotten any any work on that? Live journal? <laughs> I don't think there's any traction on either of those projects. Ah. We're working on it. We're working on it. All right, change.org, guys. You guys need to make a change.org <laughs> to get us a Zanga page. And remember, if you're too old for Snapchat and too young for Life Alert, you've just been dating. Bye, guys. Peace and love, San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. Happy holidays, folks. <laughs>